Welcome to The Good Work, a podcast and video series that follows the event company, an event design company that specializes in corporate, nonprofit, and social events. Our passion lies in creating one-of-a-kind events that share the good work of organizations we are fortunate to collaborate with. Tune in for conversations with leaders of these great groups, our best advice for your next event, and some behind-the-scenes moments. Now, let us show you the good work. With the beginning of a new year upon us, we can't help but get excited about the trends that will make an impact on events in 2019. In this episode of The Good Work, the women at the event company will discuss the event trends you can expect and the ones we hope to see in the new year. From corporate events to social gatherings to fundraisers, we'll cover it all. Please welcome to today's podcast, Addie, Callie, and Sarah. Hello, you two. Hi. How's it going? Happy day. It's vodcast day. So exciting. This Ooh. is one of my favorite days. I know. I kind of sang a little bit there. I don't yeah. Know <laughs> Gathered that. I was an honors choir person back in high school. Hmm. Yeah, so was I. (laughs) No no response. So was I, but I was a pretty small school, so I don't know if that really says much. (laughs) No. Do you remember? I told you this before. Drew says that. He goes, yeah, you were an honors choir because they didn't have anybody to pick from. Because there was 42 of you in your graduating class, so slim pickings. Mine was less than that. So. (laughs) Look, look at us. My little guy this year got a clarinet for Christmas. Calvin did. So he's so anxious. He told Callie yesterday on the yeah. phone that he's so anxious to learn. And he asked her if she could help him play the clarinet. And I was like, I, I was yeah. a drummer, so I have no help in the clarinet area. But I could I could help you read music. But other than that. He's so excited. You're going to wish he you didn't yeah, You might wish at some point that it a little squeaky in the house maybe. but We'll see what it's like. But... Today we're talking about trends. So clarinets, maybe they're making its way back. <laughs> maybe they are. Maybe we should try to figure out. What Did you play do. any instruments? No. Uh. Uh-uh. You're pretty trendy and hip and happening. Mm, yeah, I am. And you're not a singer. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> not a singer. No instruments. You not- look. You look trendy today. If that's Thanks. anything, yeah. I mean. Yeah, thank you. You're perfect for today's vodcast topic. So we're talking about trends. As Callie mentioned, we're talking about things on the corporate side of things, social events, nonprofit events, really everything under the sun when it comes to trends. And not just things that we feel is up and coming, but things maybe that should not be should not be a trend. I think we're going to talk about those things. But then also things to watch out for, right? Because I think we do a really good job of trying to stay up to date on what's happening and when things are out. And maybe even some of the things that we stock or that we design um, can be trends, which is kind of fun. And it's fun to be watched, right? Mm-hmm. To yeah. see kind of what you're choosing. And my favorite thing in regards to design and all those things is the color of the year. Do you guys ever follow oh, that? No. no. Yeah, there's usually Pantone chooses a color of the year. And I hate to even sound silly, but I don't even I didn't even look yet what the color of the year is. I mean, huh. we're only three weeks into the year. But um, in the past, it's been like Merlot was the color of the year. They've had jade as the color of the year. Ooh. So they always choose these colors of the year. And usually a lot of weddings, and we don't really do too many weddings, but a lot of uh, social events choose kind of their color palette around what that color of the year is. So I didn't even know about that. Mm-mm. Now I do want to know what it is, though. Yeah. We'll put it in the comments. Okay. We'll, 
get schooled on the trends. But <laughs> <laughs> let's start by talking about trends in the corporate sector. What are some of your favorite trends that we've done over the last few years? Our favorite I, things in terms of design that are now trends, I should say. Yeah. I think just with how we are kind of at in society too and how everything's changing, but digitally, like technology is yeah. becoming a huge part, especially of corporate Right. Events. I agree. You know, we're seeing things move forward towards more towards having apps. Yeah. Isn't and, that crazy? We're on our phones all the time. Yeah. And you would think that a lot of events would do apps and some do, but it's an investment, of course, you know, yes. and sometimes you can get one offs where you're just plugging everything in and it may not be branded as your event. And sometimes it can be it just depends on what price point that you're coming in at. But yep. yeah, event apps and event registration. Yes. Guest registration is another area where yeah. I think we've definitely started to see it. And I think some of our clients are also trying to move that way too of how we can do it best and most efficiently digitally just because the the days of pen and paper are just they're moving past us so i hate to tell you sarah but your uh, sharpie markers and your blank name tags (laughs) that's fine (laughs) maybe going away no more hand cramps (laughs) (laughs) no but isn't it i mean it's absolutely true we just finished up a trade show a few months or last month actually and it's funny when you have all these people come in in your handwriting right Mm -hmm. their names in there not only does it make them maybe not feel as special but it's also time consuming Mm -hmm. a lot of resources and it just doesn't look as good. Yeah. As well, and it can be pieces. hard to read too if you're like Billy Joe and it's yeah. just all scribbles. Mm-hmm. So it's so much nicer just to have it all printed. I agree. And ready to go for you. Yeah. And it makes that registration process feel better too because that's really your first impression. Oh, yeah. And even when you talk about the app, Callie, that can go well, well before the event happens itself. We've had the pleasure of working with organizations, some nonprofit, some corporate on their app side of things. And you hear me geek out about this. We just were talking about this recently. I love event apps and I love building that piece of it. Now, I'm not a coder by any means. So please, (laughs) Will Bushy, do not call me to to like teach any of your code camp schools, but... Um, I love that backend because you're literally building it from scratch, right? And you build it to the specs of whatever makes sense for that group. What if you don't have breakout sessions? You don't want some app that already has these built-in parts that say you have breakout sessions and then there's nothing in there. Mm-hmm. Then it makes you look like you don't have your stuff all together. But yeah, I think um, apps are, are really the way to go. I mean, even things are moving more towards like you hear stories. I've seen a few or we even kind of experienced it like – Facial facial recognition, right? Yeah. I guess registration. Mm-hmm. That's how like far forward right. things are kind of moving along. And I mean, even if you break it down to like AV side of things, like we're we love video panels right now. It's kind of our thing that we're kind of moving towards with a lot yeah, of our clients. Right. And and the game there is changing too. So I think technology is just a it's just a thing that's moving. People want to be wowed when they come to events. And they want to feel special, right? Mm -hmm. And will you talk a little bit more about the facial recognition thing? I mean, I'm a big fan of it as well. Not a lot of people in this market do it, but we have implemented it at other events or we're in the process of, I should say. But you want to talk a little bit about what that looks like and how and where it pulls your face from? Yeah. So you would, in essence, sign up digitally um, on the registration site and you would input all your information, but include there as well would be a picture. So then when you get to the event, you'd walk up to the registration table. And a lot of times now they're not even tables. Right. They are little kiosks. Just kiosks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so it just has like an iPad probably right there in front mm-hmm. of you. It has a little camera. And then you just literally walk up and stand in front of it. And it'll face point or touch point all your face. It'll recognize yeah. you. And it'll know, oh, Callie's checking in. And it'll print off your name badge for you right there on site. It's so awesome. And it yeah. can pull it from a lot of different sources. I think you can you, 
most of the time you can choose like if you want it to pull from Facebook or, or LinkedIn, yeah, yeah. which it's kind so of So you wouldn't nice. have to input your own, but you could just yeah. link it up too. And it's, so. I mean, it's nice because, I mean, Facebook does it now, right? Where it recognizes, oh, this is Sarah Roseland tagging mm-hmm. your photo. So it's nice at guest check-in. Of course, there's investments that come along with it, but it all depends on your guest experience. And I would anticipate this market will start seeing more of those kiosks yes. around just because it's... Um, I don't know. It's top of mind, but it also creates that really killer guest experience like you're right. talking about, yeah. which is so nice. But until then, we will still print out name badge stickers. We will. And Sarah yeah, we'll try to be creative in those senses. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, well, yeah, there's still awesome ways. Yeah. I mean, you, you can go as simply as customizing them, not only yeah. with the design. So you're not just having the Avery label. Right. I'm thinking it's Avery. We love Avery. Oh, yeah. But you're um, customizing them to the design and the brand of the event. And if you have the opportunity to capture their name, what their name is. Or even company. like if um, we've had a few conferences of where you assign someone uh, a schedule basically because right. th- there'd be so many sessions and maybe mm-hmm. s- this person because they're a marketing uh, part of the marketing sector they're only going to go to this breakout session and someone maybe more in sales is going to go to this one and you can break it down and print their exact right. mm-hmm. um, schedule, schedule for them right. on their name badge as well so those are things that the yeah. smaller touches that we're trying to move right. forwards as well so Another trend um, is VIP experiences and how to really wow your guest while they're there at mm-hmm. the event, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe even off-site prior to getting there. Sarah is working on an event right now um, with a local group on possibly breaking a world record. We don't need to tell everybody what it is yet, <laughs> but talk about a guest experience. You want to share a little bit about how you've kind of re- yeah, researched research behind it. It's super interesting. Yeah. So it's actually She's a lot of work. 900 pages <laughs> of the world record. Yeah. You know, on the Google at the bottom of the page, it goes Google. I was probably on the L. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a lot of work because a lot of records are up in the thousands or tens of thousands of people. So to find one that has like 300 people, yeah. that was kind of difficult, but it's fun because there's just the strangest records these days. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. We could probably create one right now. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know if there's one for three people. But some of the ones that haven't been broken yet, like that's kind of to the point we're kind of out of where there's ones that they they want to break, but they haven't had anyone break yet. So that might be the area we kind of go. Mm -hmm. Trends start the trend of this world record. And I also think one big trend, and I mean, we've talked about this for a couple of years, but now I think people are starting to implement it more, is what are those experiences that that happen prior to getting there, right? Whether it's as simple as little gift boxes in their room, whether you're mailing them things to their home ahead of time. Sarah, I know you just did these things um, where they were, we just got the picture from our client yesterday, actually, Mm -hmm. that boxes were shipped to these people. And that's an experience, right? Do you want to share a little bit about what those looked like? Yeah. So they were so cute. They were plant-a-tree kits. Um, So we gave them seeds and a little dish to grow and this dirt that, like, blew up into, like, this big pot of dirt, which is cool. Um, And so we wanted people to share after um, they planted those trees with us. And in those (laughs) pictures, they had, like, 16 little trees popping out of the the pot. It's like 16 There might be some relocating here soon, but... Colorado blue spruces. Yeah. But it was really cool to see all the employees work together and do that. Yeah. And now that what they're wanting to do to create that engagement prior to the event, I mean, this event is until the end of April. So we've got a few more months down the road, but what they're wanting to do is to create hashtags surrounding that and for people to post those pictures internally throughout the company. 
So those are the cool things that happen in the VIP experiences ahead of time. It's really making sure that your guests are not um, just walking in, getting their piece of paper out of their journal out, sitting down, being talked to, and then they're out the door, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say that's, I mean, we're trying to see more of those VIP pieces. Correct. And you do not have to break the bank when you're doing VIP experiences at all. Like those little tree kits cost so little yeah they're like ten dollars a box which is awesome and you can do that for just about anything yeah i agree with you Mm -hmm. what else do you see is happening now for trends callie you know one other kind of thing to stay on the conference side of things is a lot of times um, people are trying to include other outside activities into the conference as well Mm -hmm. i actually saw a term for this the other day called leisure yeah like business leisure so how can you maybe if you're going just because we'll do this we're going to chicago so maybe we'll try to maybe we can get them a ticket to a cubs game you know something that's outside a conference but something that they could go do Mm -hmm. or maybe tickets to a show or a special Mm -hmm. like outing to a certain park or something you know right things that can entice them to either spend some more time but still like be involved but yet it might be something on their own that they've wanted to do or maybe my mom has done this a few times before she's gone on a trip and extended the trip a couple of days and brought my dad. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're working on an event in Chicago here this year. And I think even extending that trip, we've talked about yeah. that, you know, if guests want to extend their trip, why not? Yeah. You know, it's kind of nice for um, if spouses are there or spouses yeah. fly in the day, the last day of the conference and are a part of it. But yeah, yeah the exactly. leisure piece of it is big and it's getting even bigger because guests want to feel like you've truly thought of everything for them. And when you're talking about like the Cubs tickets or whatever it happens to be, or even Stampede, you don't have to be paying for those tickets. It's just having them available for them, yes. which yeah, is exactly. which is really, really just nice. Just to know that you thought of, oh, you're going to have some downtime right. if you want to – like I'm a kind of a busy person. I like to stay busy. Right. So I love – to walk in and see like, oh yeah, they had something else kind of planned that I could go do. Yeah. And it's nice to walk into your hotel room and think, oh, I have this I could do this day or in my off time I have yeah. this. I can right. stop by the mall or right. Yeah, you're so right, Sarah. I think it's nice that you've thought of those different things, um, but having that access available to them because when you're coming into the market you may not, I mean, yeah, you can yelp and try to find different things that are happening or like you and I are big Orange Theory fans. Yeah. Like when we go into different cities, like where's our nearest Orange Theory? We're looking it up on our own. But what if it was available to us ahead right. of time? And that info could either be on your intranet for your company, for your guest, on your website. Yeah. Um, it could be in the app, whatever it looks like. But I think it's nice. And, and we've done that for people um, here. We had a group that most of their um, employees or groups, um, it was a franchise actually, so they have, they had never really been to Sioux right, Falls. Right. Mm-hmm. So we gave them a listing of restaurants to try. Yeah. We d- we did all our local downtown yeah. just because that's where we're going to try to. We support. did a brew tour, right? We did okay. brew stops if they wanted to yeah. go. Um, some local shopping things, art types of things, and then outdoors activities like local parks and linked them all to maps that they could find for those things mm-hmm. just as an extra touch for right. if they wanted. So that's always something to keep in mind as well. I think. Another trend that I'm seeing happen more at events as well, we're still on the corporate piece of it. You could incorporate this into social because we've got a couple socials as well, but is the mind, body, wellness, right? And mind, body, soul. And we've got some events. Sarah, you might be able to talk a little bit about, um, well, First Making Trust talked about it a few months ago was our Sip Sip Namaste. You know, that is where they incorporated it. But we're starting to see that now more too, where events are saying, come play volleyball with us before we get Mm -hmm. started. Come on a group run. You know, there's all these different things that are happening and you're just giving them access to be able to do them, whether it's yoga mats in there or whatever it looks like. Yeah. Um, I wish every corporate event would, would implement a nap time. 
or, <laughs> but you do see it a little bit like meditation. Awesome? Not saying yeah. meditation is a nap. I'm not saying that. But you, you know, yeah. we, I think we did a leader cast of where we just had like yeah. a meditation, like yeah. mindful, like five minutes, right? Just a little downtime, a little break, right. and and that was that. So, but I also think kind of connecting with that is another thing. Like corporate side as well is uh, our generation. I feel like especially likes the social responsibility part of things. So how can yeah. you incorporate that into maybe a conference? Maybe it's asking them to bring something for a local charity mm-hmm. or toys for kids. Elaborate or, more on that a little bit. Like what Like what do you mean when you talk about social responsibility? Well, of, I think I, I enjoy work, working and doing business or whatever I purchase for companies that – uh, have that social responsibility aspect yeah. of how do they give back like or, toms correct yeah. Yeah. or mm-hmm. like patagonia gives so much back for environment i, I love right. that so how can groups here do yeah. that as well giving back to local charities or saying that they're gonna do this to be mindful of this and i think that goes a long way to know that you're thinking of the larger whole as well yeah and i think that touch is nice so more on the social side of things, I know I just mentioned the Namaste, the Sip Sip Namaste event. Do you want to talk about how guests reacted in that instance? Because people knew ahead of time what they were signing up for, obviously. Mm-hmm. But how kind of the guest reaction from that event? Yeah, so I think people were a little bit shy at first. But once yeah. they got out of their comfort zone and actually enjoyed the yoga and took those tools that they learned and implemented them into their own lives at home, I think that's well worth um doing yeah that may be uncomfortable part at the beginning yeah 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 Yeah, and it's you know it's it's nice because that's the gift that keeps on giving I hate to be cliche about that but those experiences VIP pieces implementing nap time (laughs) (laughs) happens to be are things that people remember right Yeah. yeah it's not always about the coffee cup or the koozie that you get at these events it's about those experiences and I know that's such a cliche word and it's a hot button right now and a hot word that people are using a lot but it is truly what it is it's creating the the not only the environment but what goes along with that Mm -hmm. that keeps the chatter kind of happening well beyond the event itself. Right. And I think a trend that we're seeing now is the engagement spaces. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I love this word. I love being able to implement them. We've had them at different events before where you're kind of creating these pockets for people to just chill and be a part of, but also engage. So when Sarah talks about engagement spaces, whether they are – Maybe doing, uh, they're all sitting at the lounge area together and just chatting it up. Or maybe they are doing bean bags or whatever. Maybe they're laying out the yoga mats itself. Candy stations, snack stations. We did a milk and cookies bar once at an event. You know, it's just, it's making sure that those engagement spaces are outside of the space, outside of the event itself, and where people can just be, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that how you would kind of explain them a little bit? Yeah, exactly. And I think some part of it is too is uh, engaging, but like my, we say lounge, but also give them something to do maybe too. Right. But also I think clients or businesses can be mindful of thinking, well, how am I going to see this value or the worth? Right. But you can have maybe your own play that you can create content that you can use later. Right. One of those ideas for engagement spaces I like is to maybe pose a couple questions to attendees and they can write them on sticky notes or mm-hmm. on little cards and post right. them themselves right. on a board. You can collect that content yeah. and use that in marketing right. or anything that you want for a year to come, yeah. you know? And yeah, you don't have to spend a lot of money to no. do it, but it's what you get out of it. Because I wouldn't suggest doing an engagement space to just do it. No. To just fill up space and like, what can we do at this little area? It needs to be purposeful. Mm-hmm. And leading into the next point then also is you can 
you can create a sponsorship that would yeah. supplement the funds for that. Yeah. Um, we talk about sponsorship collaboration almost of where you're right. connecting a sponsors to a sponsorship that makes sense for their mission too, not right. only your own. Yeah. So for us, it makes sense when we maybe have our technology sponsors or mobile giving right. to have connect with a bank on that first to connect with their like mobile banking or their tech yeah. side of things or a dessert sponsor it would make sense if you know a, a restaurant or a bakery right. that is willing to donate why would you not connect them with that that's like that milk and cookies bar that i had mentioned yeah. like we had a local dairy organization sponsor that piece of it and it was so awesome i mean people are like oh milk and cookies but it was super innovative and different because mm-hmm. you don't see it out. First of all, you can't leave milk out for hours, <laughs> you know, because that's not really good. But also you had different kinds of cookies there and different flavors of milk. And so, I mean, it's just being different and unique with it because as adults, we still have that childish piece inside we of us, right? do, yeah. We all like candy. Well, most people like candy. So put up the candy station. And I'm not talking about the old school, like, and I don't mean old school, but weddings still do those candy buffets or whatever you call them, but... There are some really cool acrylic, like true dispensers mm-hmm. where the Skittles all come out. Like we've right. all seen them, right? The Jelly mm-hmm. Belly machines. Yeah. And it's dispensers. like a modern gumball machine. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. yeah. It's just being different in that respect. But also, um, yeah, just, just trying to be different and And being mindful of that when you are writing up your sponsorships. So yeah. thinking things that are unique, but thinking of the connections you have. How can we almost make your sponsorships for businesses versus mm-hmm. you making them for yourself and trying to find someone to fill it? Yeah flip the kind of that sentence yeah, a little bit and try, yeah, to, super smart. and try to think of it that way. What about on the social side? We talked a lot about corporate, mm-hmm. nonprofit side. What about the social piece of it and themes of social events? We were kind of talking about this yesterday that we feel like themes are kind of coming back. I feel like for a while there... Are you talking like 80s prom? Well, no, not probably (laughs) that That's never gone away, people. (laughs) No, but that's – but I feel like we are kind of back to the – and I'm not going to say cheesy themes, but people are like, let's have a themed party. It used to be kind of like, well, let's just kind of throw something together and just do a color or something. But now it's like, let's do themes. Let's go all out. Let's – do it all. So. I agree. I think social events also, they want to not only the experience piece of it, but they want it to be memorable. And that's where those themes can be mm-hmm. memorable. And it doesn't have to be, when we talk about themes, it doesn't have to be like everybody dress up in their prom dresses or no. whatever else. But we've got this idea that we're kind of floating around with a group dealing with salsa, right? Mm-hmm. And um, whether it comes to fruition, we don't know, yes or no, but it's super themed out from the decor, from when they first walk in to the invitations to all those pieces. Um, but it's super themed in that respect. Yeah. And I think that gets people excited to come to the event. So maybe your attendance is better that way versus just another party that they get invited to. vague. They have no idea. The the days of the wine and happy hour social things or the wine tasting things, I'm not saying they're going away, but they're tailored so differently now. Right. You know, I've been doing events for over 15 years and I've seen, I remember getting my first invite to a wine, uh, a wine deal. It was where Trey is. Well, now it's Trey again, I guess. But it was it was right down in the basement area. I was super nervous because you had all these glasses, right? And it was on this piece of paper and you put your glasses out. And I remember, gosh, I like I was not only nervous, but I had no idea. And I don't know about the swirling and the palate cleansers and all. <laughs> but, do you know what I mean? But that is it's it's not I'm not saying it's done, but it's pretty overdone. Yeah. You know, there are um, really awesome ways to be able to experience wine and to taste new flavors. Do it near the fireplace with seven people, you know, like create your own special environment and theme it up and have different cheeses or do a chocolate and wine tasting. You know, there's just thinking outside of the box of what those social events can be. Yeah. 
I think so as well. And we've talked a little bit about the experience piece on social events. And I think those um, pieces can kind of float back and forth. Wouldn't you agree? Between the corporate and the nonprofit sector from the social. We literally just talked about this minutes ago. Like you don't – social events don't always have to give gifts to people. No. Right? Sometimes that event or experience is is the gift. gift. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And I love party favors. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love taking gifts. I use my Hungry for Truth charcuterie board and my knife set all the time. Mm -hmm. And I love them. Like, we do a lot. We've talked a lot about that. But Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessary. It's a beautiful gift. And Hungry for Truth, I would gladly take any of those things if off your hands. (laughs) But it's not necessary. You know, the event itself um, and the experience that they are uh, and a part of really could be the gift in itself. Right, yeah. And a lot of these things that we talked about, we kind of said corporate, they can be moved around to social. I don't yeah. think technology is only for corporate. That's, oh, no, no, no. You know, not at all. social things. Yeah. Or, you know, if yeah. you have speakers at both, like seeing those speakers can, can that kind of trend of how mm-hmm. speakers are kind of changing a little bit as well, of being more interactive, being yeah. more breakout sessions, smaller yeah. groups based. That's both social and corporate. That's not a. So I want to hear from both of you before we wrap today. What trends do you want to see gone? Ooh, burlap. Oh, yeah. I was going to say some of the little bit more rusted, like, yeah, mason jars. I I can be out. Sorry. I knew it. Um, And I also want to see go away where it has to be all gold or all silver. Mix Mix your metals. Mix the metals, people. Mix it like DJs mixing it up. I mean, get (laughs) your golds and your rose golds and your silvers and every other metal bronzes mix them up together there's no one right way to do it but i would say yeah mason jars tata see you later yeah rustic rustic we don't need it (laughs) we are done well i think would be fun to circle back on these trends here at the end of the year maybe novemberish wouldn't that be fun that would be fun Mm -hmm. uh just to see how on point you are with your candy skittle station Whatever I think it will be. Whatever it looks like. I think we'll see it happen. Uh, My exciting thing to see this year, especially in this market, would be to see how far we can push the envelope in terms of guest check-in. I think that would be my big thing this year and the engagement spaces. But Mm -hmm. I think so, too. And I'm excited to see what the year has for us. Yeah, me too. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Good Work. We are looking forward to building dreams in 2019 and staying on top of all of the trends. Tune in next week as we are joined by Natalie Eisenberg, CEO at ClickGrain, to talk all about the good work they are a part of. Don't forget to subscribe to The Good Work on YouTube and iTunes and follow the event company on social media to stay up to date on the good work we are part of each day.